We're back from the weekend on Locked On Coyotes. We get you caught up from all the news that you might have missed over the last couple of days. Was keeping Dylan Gunther up the right decision for Arizona? We're going to talk about that, plus other roster news. Laurent Dauphin has returned to Arizona in terms of being with the Coyotes. And we talk about the game that happened on Saturday. The crazy comeback. We're going to talk about all of that on today's episode of Locked On Coyotes. Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm Robin Leonio. That's Carl Pavlock right beside me. On today's episode of Locked On Coyotes, I want to thank everyone for making this show your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube. We want to thank everyone. We want to, you know, get things going. We got a great episode for you guys on on today's episode. Uh, lots of things to catch up from the weekend because a busy weekend for Arizona. We're going to go ahead and start off with talking about Dylan Gunther, Carl, because we've been teeing it up all week long last week on whether or not the Coyotes were going to make the decision to send Gunther back to the Edmonton Oil Kings in WHL or to keep him up and spend the contract year with Arizona. Obviously, can doesn't have to be an entire year, but now he's going to be using that contract, that first contract year. And they says that, you know what, he has deserved his spot with Arizona. What do you think? Uh, well, it, it definitely was a bit of a surprise. Um, but at a certain point, like when they didn't tell us on Friday whether or not it was going to be going, I, I just kind of assumed that he was going to be staying with the team because I figured like they're not going to fly him out to D.C., just to like send him back to the junior. So obviously like they made the decision ahead of time. Um, and when we didn't hear anything, like we didn't hear they was getting sent back, just kind of went there with the assumption that he would be staying with the team. Uh, I, I, I know I've kind of been on the fence about it. Uh, you called me the more pessimistic one on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> uh, and you know, I, I would say that that's a fair assessment. I did think that the team was going to send him back, but I also trust the team that, you know, they've said so much about development. They've actually done so much to make sure that that is very clearly their intention. And, and I trust the process. Absolutely. You know, there's a lot of different things, a lot of things you, had, you, you, know, you could have considered. Um, the Coyotes could have very well, uh, also have done a different thing and like in the reason why they didn't announce it is discussion that we had with some of those people on you know in our replies is they could have done what 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 uh, Seattle is doing with Shane Wright and scratch him for a number a certain number of games in a row to send him down to the Roadrunners for a two-week conditioning stint before finally sending them back down to WHL and it and so, but when we finally got the answers, like, okay, no, he's staying in Arizona. I think a lot of people were extremely excited about it because they now kind of get a 
easier glimpse in, into the future of the Coyotes. And you need something like that, right? You need to instill some kind of hope for this team. And yeah, you know, you could have been like, all right, nine games, that's your good preview. We'll be back. We'll readdress this again next year. Um, no, they were just like, you know what? Yeah, the team's going to be bad this year, but we need a guy like Gunther to kind of reinvigorate some life. Yeah, and I mean, honestly, I hope that the team didn't make the decision with the fan base in mind because that is the absolute wrong reason to to keep a player, to, to keep things like... I'm not saying it's the only, only, but yeah, but it's... Yeah. Like, fan expectations are one thing, but if they're ready, that that should be the ultimate yeah, decision. Absolutely, factor. absolutely. And yeah. based off what we got a chance to see from Dylan Gunther, is he has far surpassed junior-level talent. Um, yeah. there's like nothing. And we, I even said this right last week, even though I kind of even was on kind of agreeing with you that they probably could have sent, should have sent him back at first. Um, but he has far surpassed junior level talent. Like there's nothing that he could have done that, that, that he would learn more by spending another year with the oil Kings than spending a year with the coyotes. Like it couldn't like he would, it, it would not work. And like, you're just like, what, what, what am I supposed to do? I already know everything. <laughs> Yeah, uh, like my my level of assessment for him up until the team decided to keep him was if he's not ready now, he's going to be ready very soon because he was like, in my opinion, like right at that level. The, that's the reason it was a tough call because he was kind of right there. Uh, I don't think he'd become like an obvious, like we need to keep this kid around. Absolutely. But he was, you know, just right below that. So I, I am, you know, perfectly happy with the, the decision. The, it does kind of like beg the question. We, we weren't planning on Gunther being here for the full season. Mm-hmm. Should we discuss the possibility of him getting a Calder nod? Because he is a rookie. He is a very dynamic player. He is an offensive threat. Um, he hasn't gotten the love yet. But do you think by the end of the year he makes a, you know, a consideration for that award a hundred percent i do think he'll get that kind of consideration especially since he's going to be working with some you know nhl level coaches who are going to work on those last bit of few things that we that we've talked about that he needs to work on he needs to work on his you know uh his game like away from the offensive zone neutral zone defensive zone in transition everything like that like uh, everything else he is he's gonna be a star we already yeah. know this. Those little things, and we're just nitpicking. It's those little things that we think he needs to work on. Um, that I really think that you know, working alongside Torrene and like and John Madden will 100% help him with that with those things. Sure. Yeah. Definitely. Um, he he certainly still has plenty of space to grow. He is going to become a more complete player as time goes on. Um, I think if he had been sent back to juniors, like next year, like he would absolutely be immediate color conversation. Um, but this year, since it was a bit of a surprise, I, I'm wondering if he's going to start getting more national attention because that is definitely like he is going to be one of the bright spots to look at for the Coyotes this year. Clayton Keller was that last season, um, and Dylan Gunther is that this season. Absolutely. It's going to be really fun to see. We'll, we, we'll of course, keep an eye out. We'll probably um, have a lot of Dylan Gunther content <laughs> over the course of this yeah. season, which I'm excited for. I mean, that was always kind of the plan to have a lot of Dylan Gunther content. It was either 
going to be with the, the NHL or back in the WHL where we're just like, hey, you see this awesome Dylan Gunther clip? But <laughs> uh, I did see uh, the Oil Kings posted a, a lovely kind of tribute to him, his time with the team. Um, he was definitely a dynamic piece of them. And yeah, I'm sure they're sorry to see him go. Oh, absolutely. Like I would like, let's look at this this way for the Oil Kings. Um, they won the WHL with the help of, of Dylan Gunther last year. They went to the Memorial Cup and Gunther got injured right before the Memorial Cup started. And then the Edmonton and the Oil Kings had a, had a very swift exit. Yeah. And they have not been great, uh, my understanding, to start this year without Gunther. So, yeah. Uh, potentially another reason why the team is, is keeping him with the Coyotes. Um, just because, you know, do you want to be on the losing t- NHL team or do you want to be in the losing junior team? Uh, not really too too much difference, I guess. Um, well, one, that. you're going to learn a lot more and the learn- you're learning a lot more of NHL level coaches. So Yes, absolutely. And against NHL level talent. like Because that is just a way that you, lo- you learn. You play the best people. Absolutely. Definitely excited for Dylan Gunther to be spending his season with Arizona. We're going to talk, we're going to go through, you know, a lot of like a lot of more stuff like this. I am absolutely sure, but we still got more to get to on this episode of locked on coyotes though. We're going to talk about the flipper. If you guys know who, uh, you know, the, uh, the nickname of that, who we're going to talk about back for his third stint with Arizona. We're going to talk about that in just a moment. But first, I want to let you guys know that did you know that over the holidays, property crimes like burglaries in Pakistan spike nationally? That's where our friends at Simply Safe Home Security are offering 50% off their award-winning security system so that more families can feel safe and secure this holiday season. So order your Simply Safe system for half off today and enjoy advanced security and greater peace of mind this holiday season. Simply Safe was named the best home security system of 2022 by U.S. News and World Report for a third year in a row. In an emergency, you got 24/7 professional monitoring agents that use fast tech, fast protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify whether or not a threat is real. So you can get the priority police response don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system that i recommend get 50 percent off any new simply safe system at simplysafe.com slash locked on nhl this is their biggest discount of the year so do not wait once again it is simplysafe.com slash locked on nhl there is no safe like simply safe Let's go ahead and now move on to more roster news for the Arizona Coyotes. Laurent Dauflin, a.k.a. Flipper, is getting called up from the Tucson Roadrunners and kind of really highlighting, Carl, a third stint with the Coyotes organization under a third GM. Yep. Uh, I, I, I'm not going to lie. I, I did not remember that Dauflin was back with the with the with the team with the organization uh last year he played with montreal canadians um you know registered a career high 38 games four goals eight assists i thought he was still there um but yeah it's uh definitely kind of shows that uh he has grown as a player it'll be interesting to see what he can do with the coyotes uh i'm, I'm glad that they're hopefully moving away from the 
11 forward, seven defensemen. Uh, I, I'm not entirely sure I fully appreciate Bear's vision on that. Yeah, they're trying to figure out some way to do something with that. I they did do it. They would have been doing it for like what three games in a row now. I'm just like, all right, let's see yep. what you can do with that. Um, but I think Dolphin can make a difference with that. I mean, I think you know, based off of you know his growth over the last few years, it's like okay, yeah, I think he can do something. He could definitely put in those bottom six minutes and kind of you know just like help fill out that depth and just do what he needs to do. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, I was kind of surprised that. It was Dolphin getting the first call up as opposed to Yan Yannick, uh, Nate Smith, players who I think ha- have a higher ceiling, but you know, that just speaks to the Coyotes' dedication to development and making sure that players are in the right spot. Um, you know, we we're talking about that with Gunther. We can talk about that in this this segment as well. Um, this hopefully is the right move for the organization and yeah, let's see what Dolphin can do with uh, some time with the Coyotes. Also, do you think it helps a little bit the fact that um, when you look at the Roadrunners organization, the fact that Dolphin and Steve Potvin are probably really damn close, given the fact that Steve Potvin has been a coach, well, at least I started off an assistant coach of the Roadrunners since year one, I think, even year, year two. Yeah, and you know, Dolphin got his starts. Uh, before the Springfield Falcons, he was with the Portland Pirates for four games, which just kind of shows how like long ago he was drafted by the Coyotes. And yeah, there's, there's something that keeps bringing him back to the organization. So uh, I, I, I love to kind of have him stick around. I'd love to have him, you know, make the team full time, be a part of the rebuild. Um, if that's, you know, if he can help, then he has definitely earned a spot. Have you ever seen a player get drafted by a team, spend a couple years there, leave that team, yet you trade for that player for a second stint there, leaves the team again, and then you sign him and you get and you get him back for a third stint? The third stint seems uh, seems like a lot. Uh, I'm trying to remember because I feel like there's a couple of AHL guys who who the Coyotes have done that with. Um, but I may also just be thinking of Dolphin uh, as a player. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. Um, it, it definitely kind of shows that he's got an advocate with the team. Like, if I left an employer, I, I don't imagine I'm going to be coming back to it anytime soon. Now, there's a difference between me and a hockey player because there's only so many places you can go in hockey um but you know he keeps sticking around and and to me that kind of says something absolutely um and then like you said though like i do think it's um from earlier i do think you know it was interesting the decision to uh you know call him up over um uh over smith or over yannick uh, especially because yannick is the kind of player that would fit the uh, fit the mold of a Torrini style offense. Um, yeah. Also, I mean, kind of fit the mode of a of a Zach Cassian, uh, the player who he would be replacing. True. Yeah. No, that also makes a difference too. Um, I mean, I'm not saying that Dolphin's not Dolphin's got a little bit of physicality in him. I mean, he's but different. 
um yeah yeah i mean like well do you have any other th- any thoughts about dauphin that you want to um uh, i i will say that his his time in montreal definitely impressed me like he got a long look with the canadians and that that to me is something where he never got that with the coyotes i was never able to evaluate him that way um and it kind of, you know, the Coyotes are, are a team, we've talked about this so many times, where you have an opportunity. And he will hopefully get the chance to, to show what he can do with the Coyotes. And, you know, it wouldn't be surprising to me if, if he ends up playing, like, another 30-plus games in the NHL this season, if he can grab a spot and, and not let go. Absolutely. And, you know, I think, you know, that's the only things you can think of that you can, you can hope for for him. Like, you know, you just want to see him do well, right? You just want to like, especially because we're familiar with him, right? You just want to, you just want to see him succeed. Yeah. It's kind of like the last game where Darcy Kemper was in net and we're like, Hey, I know that guy. Uh, I hope he does. Okay. Right. Right, right, exactly. Well, we're still going to get to more, though, on this episode of Locked on Coyotes. We're going to talk about the game on Saturday and the absolute crazy things that happened in that game. We're going to get to that in just a moment. But I do want to thank everyone for making Locked on Coyotes your first listen today. Go ahead and make your second listen game-to-game NHL every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked on game-to-game covers Every game from across the National Hockey League with a local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NHL, available on the Odyssey app, on YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. But let's go ahead and talk about the game on Saturday, Carl. Arizona Coyotes versus Washington Capitals. Arizona comes up with a 3-2 come-from-behind win in the... Third period mainly because we're, you know most of the action happened, but oh my god, Carl, what a win! What a, what a win for Arizona, and in the weirdest way yeah. possible. Too. Yeah, two uh, two goals that we don't really expect to see too often. Uh, I, this is the first time in a while I have seen the Coyote score one of those goals that uh, the light comes on and the horn blows, but play resumes. Like they're pretty rare, and the Coyotes tend to be all the more rare. And then a last-minute goal to, to win the game in regulation. Another kind of rarity that you don't see too often. Uh, I, I don't think it was the best Coyotes game. Um, they definitely started poorly uh, mm-hmm. with, a or with a penalty 30 seconds in. But I, I like the kind of stick-to-itiveness. I like that the Coyotes are a team that will continue to fight in the third period. Um, I, I kind of... I wrote in the preview on Five for Howling that the they were going to need to score three goals to win this one because the two goals seems to be a cap for the Capitals right now. And I was honestly shocked that they were able to do it. Absolutely. One of the things that caught me, and like you kind of already said it, but like it caught me um, with those two goals that you mentioned, but the fact that like – so. all three goals were kind of scored in interesting ways for Arizona. Two of them by replay – um yep. one of them was the one where like it you know horn stops to play because it's like oh wait you know something happened the first goal was a challenge on potential goaltender interference which went in favor of arizona um yeah. and then you have a last minute like oh it's just like wait what is happening here 
I, I will admit when I watched the the challenge of Josh Brown's goal um, for potential goaltender appearance, uh, goaltender interference is such that I was just like, I don't know, maybe, maybe that's goaltender interference. What Who even knows is what it is anymore? Interference anymore? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like Christian Fisher is definitely there. Uh, did it stop him from making the save? I don't think so, but I'm not an NHL ref, so I don't know. Right. Um, and yeah, it was it was a good third period. Um, the, the Coyotes definitely came alive. I was surprised that they there wasn't a power play goal involved with it because it seems like that was the only way that they were able to beat the Panthers. So um, why not just get one against the Capitals? But they they didn't. All five on five. Yeah, which is really interesting. You think of the uh, the four wins that the Coyotes have this season, a lot of them happened in some of the weird ways, right? You know, beating the Maple Leafs um, in the way they did, um, kind of really getting lucky, beating the Blue Jackets by a pretty hefty score. Um, The Panthers was a game when it was like, okay, that was like a pretty decent game, but with with some some sloppiness still. But then, um, then you have this game, which was just like, all kinds of weird. Yeah. Uh, I have to say, um, the games that the Coyotes have won so far, you could make a decent case that the teams are beating themselves. And yeah. if you were to say that, that the Capitals beat themselves um, on, on Saturday, I would not disagree. Like, they definitely were not playing their best. Um, I feel like they let the Coyotes have too much room in the third period. They let them come back. Like just watching Clayton Keller get in with like less than a minute to go. You're just like, are you trying to win this one Washington or, or are you just kind of playing towards the, the tie and thinking that you're going to win in three on three, which yeah, you probably would have, but maybe, maybe they just got complacent when Alex Ovechkin got, you know, uh, got the most goals with a single team. Yeah, that was that was crazy. Like just watching the the Capitals power play work, you're just like Ovechkin's just he's there. He's found a way to get into that spot again and he is wide open. Yep, yep, that's a goal. That's a goal. Um and what I think I saw that the this was the first time he scored on Vimelka and was like I think the hundred and 62nd or 42nd goaltender that Ovechkin scored on, which is just insane. Let me see if I can pull up the actual number. Hundred and sixty-seven different goaltender that Alex Ovechkin has scored on. Like Wow. That <laughs> is hockey stats, people. You gotta love it. Yeah, yeah. And, and he's only like fourth in the league, um, which is also crazy because he is going for the most goals record. He's on a pretty good pace for that too. Yeah, that is an in, that is an interesting thing. Um, how many is that? What, what was that? Like 780-something, right? Uh, 787, Seven? I think. Yeah, yeah, I think seven hundred eighty-seven, um, and he needs 
what a hundred more goals, something like that. Yeah, around there to to tie Wayne Gretzky for um for most goals in a career, which honestly he can get. Yeah, he had fifty last season. He has seven already this season. Like so, two two maybe like part of three seasons left and Alex Ovechkin is is probably going to be that and I mean if you think about it like if there hadn't been lockouts and COVID he would already have it right no 100% 100% which is which makes it all the more interesting it was fun to see you know it's always fun to see Alex Ovechkin play. Uh, it was good to see Kai- the Coyotes play against Alex Ovechkin. Yeah, you know, maybe one of his prominent goals got just scored against the Coyotes on Saturday. But you know what? A win's a win for Arizona, so we'll take it, right? Yeah. It, it is It is fun to see, like, all of the headlines where it's like, Ovechkin hit a milestone, but the Capitals lost to the Coyotes? And... <laughs> it's amazing. Absolutely <laughs> yeah. love it. Absolutely love it. But, you know, they still got more away games. They got, uh, you know, uh, what only that was only the first of what a 14 game road trip they got yep. three coming up this week they got bu- buffalo on tuesday so on uh tomorrow when all you guys are listening to this episode um and then you got the new york islanders on thursday and the new jersey devils on uh saturday um your just quick thoughts of this upcoming week for arizona and the three teams that they're, they're set to face so three teams that I'm going to say surprisingly competitive. I, I didn't think that the Sabres or the Devils would be as good as they are. Um, which to me says, hey, maybe they'll underestimate the Coyotes. Maybe they will be complacent like some of these other teams. Uh, or maybe they're surprisingly competitive because they are not complacent against teams like the Coyotes. Uh, it kind of remains to be seen like so much of of watching games right now is how is this team going to play against arizona yeah absolutely it's it it is really funny are they going to um take for advantage or um get complacent or are they just going to play like play how they normally would play yeah. I mean, I would rather games depend on how the Coyotes are able to play, but but that's just not where we are right now. It, it depends mostly on how their opponents play and how the Coyotes are able to respond to that. Because you know, if their opponents are complacent and the Coyotes are also complacent, their opponents are probably still going to win. Like Both teams have to show up, but it, it does seem to be like the opponents, they're beating themselves right now, and the Coyotes are happy to take the points. Oh, they're always happy to take the points, right? Um, yeah. I mean, at the same time, you know, tank hard, but um, <sighs> there'll be time for that. The, like, uh, yeah, but have you seen what the San Jose Sharks are doing? <laughs> uh, was it the Sharks that did their own goal, or was that the Ducks? That was the Sharks. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, it's uh. It is surprising at what teams are doing what uh, and just how bad, like, some teams are when, like, you looked at it, you're like, all right, these are going to be the three teams that are definitely going to be going for Bedard. And they're, like, doing okay now. Like, the the Coyotes, the Blackhawks, and 
uh, who would you say would be the third team? Um, oh, I said the Flyers, and the Flyers surprisingly are winning games. Yeah, yeah. Like, so, th- like, it's it's interesting. But it's also an 82-game season. We are an eighth of the way through. Like, there's I, – I, I truly believe there's going to be a 14-game losing streak at some point. Oh, that would be absolutely brutal. <laughs> but yes, you're right, though. You're right. It's probably going to happen. So prepare yourself, <laughs> yeah. everybody. Yeah. J- just just do what we do uh, and make sure you have plenty of alcohol stocked. Uh, just emergency, like if you can get one of those tiny things that you need to break the glass, um, and that'll save you from the coyote season. <laughs> uh, and, uh, but also, there should also be another uh, another glass one that says, "In case of in case of um, Bedard drafting, you, it's a bottle of champagne." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> champagne too like you know diversify your emergency alcohol because you're gonna need it (laughs) absolutely love it any final thoughts you'd like to share before we close things off on this episode it's uh the road trip starting out good let's see how long that we have positive feelings absolutely well that's going to be it for this episode of locked on coyotes we're going to have quite a bit coming up for you this week we're going to have some gamers we're going to have some other bits of information including wednesday's episode we are going to be talking with brett farah of the arizona daily star as he covers the tucson roadrunners we're going to take a look down the i-10 see what what they're up to down there uh, since i'm not down there anymore we need somebody to take it to pay attention um but we're gonna have an episode to kind of get caught up as they have a really good season so far but that's gonna be coming up later this week so be sure to stay tuned in on that but once again we're gonna close things off here on this episode if you like what you heard don't forget to leave a review to like comment subscribe if you've yet to already we're available everywhere you get your podcasts including on youtube on the odyssey app apple google spotify And like I said, literally everywhere else. Don't forget to interact with us on social media on Facebook, facebook.com slash locked on coyotes on Twitter at LO underscore coyotes. I am personally at Robin underscore Leonio. Carl Pavlock is at Carl Pavlock FFH. Interact with us, ask a question you might have, we might answer right back or on a future episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to today's episode. Hope you guys are staying safe out there. Hope you guys are staying healthy. And don't forget to howl on. <laughs>